0: Hey, Hit Factory listeners! If you're enjoying and want even more Hit Factory, including the entirety of this episode, consider becoming a patron of the show at Patreon.com/slash/HitFactoryPod. For just five dollars per month, you'll get access to our premium biweekly episodes, bonus episodes, and a lot more. Thanks for listening and supporting. I have. Some road movies I really love. I have some that I think are maybe a little bit too aimless, too meandering, <laughs> you know, like like bordering on kind of dull. Um, but I think that this one strikes such a wonderful balance of that kind of like that aimlessness that, that not not boredom, but that's kind of like searching that that sort of youthful kind of meandering quality to it. Um, but also keeping the momentum because. I mean, it is Lynch after all. So we get these fun sort of like tributaries and asides of strange characters and happenings. And, you know, he he definitely lets his freak flag fly a little bit here and gets to play around with those kind of, you know, atonal moments that are what we would, I guess, you know, now just sort of kind of characterize as, as Lynchian.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. And like, I think that I was thinking about this, like, being on the road is pretty strange and you are removed from any of your routine. So you kind of have this ability to like notice those weird moments more than you normally would. Like I think we're normally just incredibly busy and like tuned out. But when you're on the road, you're kind of, you know, especially when you're driving or you're, you're the passenger, you have a lot of time to just, like, notice weird things. Yeah. You know? And so you're just, like, attuned to it. And, like, I feel like that's why David Lynch is so good at, like, the road movies, you know? Because... And it it's so funny. It's, like, I feel like you can't say liminal anymore because, like, it doesn't mean oh, anything. God. Well, neither does, <laughs> neither
0: does Lynchian, for that matter. Right, right? it's
1: true. I heard someone, <laughs> someone referred to... Uh, we were just talking about The Neon Demon on another podcast, and someone hmm. called it Lynchian, and I was like, it's no, not no. at all. <laughs> no. Love that movie, but no, not really. <laughs> no, not really. it's just like anything that is not a straightforward Hollywood movie is called Lynchian now, and it's like, it's really not. <laughs> he has a very specific way of looking at the world, I think, where like, Just
0: let Lynch be Lynchian. (laughs) Let Lynch be Lynchian. I 100% (laughs) agree. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with like, you know, where uh, someone like Wes Anderson has such a noteworthy and immediately recognizable style. And yet everyone who tries to imitate it, even in a form of like parody, gets it wrong. And just like seems to like be drawing from something that isn't really... uh, doesn't feel honest to kind of the work of that creator it it, i think it's likewise with with lynch and just that term right where um people see something that maybe you know dips its foot into the pool of surreality and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden that is lynchian when there's a very a, a very pronounced and distinct kind of tone and and method to his surreality that feels like it's coming from him and 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 it's not easy to imitate despite what people may argue
1: yeah I think like David Lynch is really good at that too like that um, you know the rot and the decay that comes with striving for things you know that are on the outside seem like fancy and shiny
0: yeah it's like uh, there's like a political tenor to it that I think people sometimes miss in his films you know like it, it, it certainly is talked about I think in sort of like broader kind of more existential or, or the word we keep coming back to like almost like cosmic you know like mm-hmm. universal terms yeah. but but just that idea of kind of like the terror and the bloodshed uh required to perpetuate what we consider and deem like civilized society is something that i think has uh, especially in america like a, a very distinct almost sort of like anti-capitalist tone to it that i think that people don't often credit lynch with
1: yeah, yeah. I think what I was like saying before about, um, in regards to the Nockmanson book, that the, you know, sort of standard nuclear family capitalist path is for the hero to make the decision that is supportive of like normal society, mm-hmm. you know, that you take control. That like a man takes control and like that's how he fixes things, and like Lynch, I think always throws a wrench in that and is like, no, that's not how you, that's not how anything works, <laughs> you know, like that's not how the world works at all. Being out of control, I think, creates this connection to the subconscious that like brings you to a different level, you know, it's another side, and it might not be the it might also be a terrifying side. Like I think there's a lot that he talks about, especially in um, Twin Peaks uh, season three. You know the the whole. I think a lot of the plot of the show is that Agent Cooper desires this control and like thinks that he can fix everything. And realizes that like that is absolutely not possible. We don't know what it will be like if we try to create a different world. Um, but we are going to have to relinquish some sort of control, and also, you know, just be ready to like try something different. Like we don't know really what it's going to turn out like, but that's you got to find out. <laughs> yeah, you know, this isn't working out either. <laughs> Completely.
0: And I, <laughs> I, I think it's that spiritual component of Lynch that I, I so love and adore. And I think it took me a long time to get there with him. You know, I think that uh, we're primed, you know, as I already said, to to kind of meet his films and meet a lot of challenging art as like a puzzle box to solve. Right. And that yeah. there are there are keys and there are buttons to push and there are things to kind of, you know, Rubik's Cube into conjunction that will reveal to you the deeper meanings behind things. And Lynch has always, you know, com- completely denied that concept and, and approach to his art. He will not explain mm-hmm. it. And I think oftentimes just frankly doesn't have an explanation for it. I think a lot of it is stuff that's just impulse driven by a lot of his principles and perspectives that are put onto into a, uh, a scene. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's something that to me just rings as so kind of like inspirational and aspirational about how to navigate. Just like waking life at a certain point, you know, that exactly what you're talking about, that kind of relinquishing of that sense of control, the understanding that there is uh, something rewarding and terrifying in equal measure about breaking down the conceits that you have about existence, about the structures of society and embracing the uncertainty of trying to build something new on top of that.